This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 637, The Habit Action List, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to the podcast where blogs are read to you so they can take a break from staring at a screen. And I have a post with some tips on building habits, but before we get to it, I'm excited for a new sponsor that we have here, SaneBox. If you're not at Inbox Zero, or if you have a ton of emails backed up, you gotta check them out. SaneBox sorts through your email and moves all of the trivial stuff into a different folder so that the only messages in your inbox are the ones that you actually wanna see. You can get a free 14-day trial by visiting sanebox.com old. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash O-L-D. And I'll have that linked in this episode's description. But for now, let's hear another post from Zen Habits as we optimize your life. The Habit Action List by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. There are a ton of people who read self-improvement blogs and books, but never put them into action. They engage what's sometimes called self-improvement. I've done this myself in the past. It was a form of fantasizing about how I was going to make my life better, get my together. But I didn't take action because I was too busy right that moment, so I'd bookmark the article for later. Later never comes. I didn't have time for a new big project, and this change seemed too big. I didn't really believe I could do it, because whoever was writing was probably more disciplined than I was. I was looking for inspiration, but didn't have the energy to actually implement. I planned to do it, but never actually made the time. Amazingly, I overcame all of that. I actually started changing my life back in 2005, one habit at a time. I started the ball rolling and found success and kept going after that. I'm still changing habits today, a little step at a time, but looking back on all the changes I've made, my life is unrecognizable from when I started. I figured out how to go from reading about changes to actually taking action. What works to create action? Asking myself these questions. Number one, is there a small action I can take right now? Maybe I can put something on the calendar, email a friend for accountability, write a blog post about it, start writing out an action plan. If there isn't a small action I can do right now, I might mark it on an idea list, but in truth, it probably won't be implemented. Number two, am I willing to commit to this for a month? Maybe I have too much going on in my life, so there's really no room for a new habit or life change. Again, I can add it to the idea list, but if I'm not willing to commit for a month, not necessarily now, but in the near future, then this isn't important enough to me. Number three, if I do this every day, what change will result? If I write every day, perhaps it will build my career and help people. If I exercise, I'll get healthier and in better shape. If I eat healthy, I'll get healthier. If I meditate, I'll be more mindful during the day. Small actions add up to larger results. Number four, does this have major meaning in my life? Sometimes the larger results, health, mindfulness, career, helping people, are meaningful. Other times, maybe not as much, for my life at least. A new change has to pass this test. I'll often also ask, would the change be more meaningful than the things I'm already doing? If not, I stick to what I'm doing, of course. Number five, does the pain of not doing it outweigh the fear of doing it? Usually we don't take action because we're afraid that we'll fail, that we won't be good enough, that we'll embarrass ourselves. This fear is actual pain, and so we avoid it but not taking action also can result in pain. 
letting myself get unhealthier by eating junk food, for example, might make me feel much worse physically and mentally than the healthy eating changes I'm afraid of. Often we don't take action until the answer to this question is clearly yes. Number six, can I make this a two or five minute action? Honestly, I don't have time in my life for something that will take an hour or three each day. I already have a lot in my life. But if I can boil the change down to a small action, at least to start with, then I can find the energy, motivation, and time to get started. Once it becomes a habit, I can expand on it if I really like it. An example, I started running just five minutes a day and slowly increased it until I ran a marathon at the end of a year of running. Number seven, when will I carve out time? This is a really key question. It's not enough to say, I'm gonna meditate for two minutes a day starting tomorrow. You have to say when exactly that will happen. The exact time of day isn't important, 6.07 a.m., but when in your daily routine, immediately upon waking or right after I shower, for example. You have to commit to this time, carve it out, make it happen. Number eight, how can I hold myself accountable? This is another huge factor. If I don't create accountability, I'm probably not committed and it probably won't last long. Accountability creates the environment for your habit to succeed. Some examples of accountability, commit to a friend, post weekly updates on Facebook or Twitter, blog about it, join a challenge with your family or coworkers, or join an accountability team in the Sea Change program. Number nine, can I give myself early small successes? This helps overcome the I don't believe I can do it problem, along with starting with just two or five minutes, which makes it so easy you know you can do it. If you give yourself small successes, you'll feel motivated to continue. If you fail a lot, which happens when people start with 20 or 30 minutes, you'll get demotivated. Small successes, reporting to your friend that you did five minutes today, checking off your morning run on a social running app, posting your writing to a blog that other people will see. Number 10, how will I make sure not to forget? Another key, most people say they'll do a new habit and then forget most days because they haven't fully committed themselves or they haven't found a way to remember. Some possibilities, send yourself a daily reminder, have an alarm clock or calendar event set up, put a huge note somewhere you won't forget, put a sticky note on your laptop, have your spouse or roommate remind you each morning, put your running shoes or meditation cushion in front of your bedroom door so you won't miss it. If I can run through all of these questions, I'll actually take action on a new change that I've read about, and it will very likely be a success. What action will you commit to right now? You just listened to the post titled The Habit Action List by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Speaking of habits, SaneBox is a great way to build that habit of keeping your inbox nice and sane. Organizing your email inbox can be really difficult, I would know. And if you feel like you can't keep up, check out sanebox.com old. SaneBox will remove all of the junk so you can focus on messages that actually matter. They have a cool feature called a black hole. If you move an email into that folder, you'll never hear from that sender again. Do not use that on me, please. But definitely for all the junk. It'll save you a ton of time and your sanity. And we worked out a special deal for listeners of this show. Visit sanebox.com old, and they'll not only give you a free two-week trial, but also throw in an extra $25 credit on top of it. You don't have to enter your credit card information unless you decide to buy, so there's nothing to worry about there. Just try it out and see how it helps with your email inbox. 
Again, you can get all of that at sanebox.com slash old. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash O-L-D. And I have it linked in this episode's description. I'll leave it there for today. Have a great Friday and I'll see you over the weekend where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.